Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Down to the last couple. With Sky's stable stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Yeah, welcome back to Behind the Gates for another week. Great to have your company. I've made a terrible mistake here off the bat. I've got no water in the studio and I've just had a biscuit and I've got the cotton mouth. I'm in all sorts. I've sent producer Steve to uh, get some refreshments. I'm in awful trouble here. Uh, so let's welcome in the panel. Andrew Hurley, good morning to you again. Hello, mate. Biscuits and water, mate. They mate. go hand in hand and coffee. I'm cast. I'm dry as a, a dead dingo. So, um, mm. How's the betting activity been on Rose Hill, mate? We've done our previews this morning and certainly punters still getting involved. Yeah, well, if I had been asked that at 8 o'clock this morning, I would have said no. Um, however, you know, a lot of concentration, obviously, up north at the Gold Coast. Mm. But no, they're stepping into a few today. Geez, Penthouse has been very popular, and Absolutely piling it on, and also in the last uh, to start a silence has been very well backed. So and and throw Kabling in the mix as well. So yeah, no, this morning it's actually uh, picked up significantly. A man who's not really familiar with the penthouse, he spends half of his life downstairs in that cave in of the his dungeon at his house, the dungeon, the Davo dungeon. Dungeon, Brad Davidson, welcome back to Behind the Gates. Guys, yeah, great to be back for another week, and uh, yeah, it could be a good day of hell's back from holiday. I hear he's uh, he, he just got a really tough three days of work ahead, so he's uh, really tired by the end of that first four weeks off, and he's going to have holidays again after this week. So yeah, uh, the life of hell. He's tell you what, they've worked me to the bone this week too. I tell you, that's nothing. Why? What have you done this week? Uh, what did I do? Come back Thursday. Yeah, came back Thursday. To do some international previews, then uh, what do I do? The Sky Two yesterday I was on Sky One, and today obviously a big day. But you know, it's at seven thirty this morning. Not looking for sympathy, but you know, pretty much tells the tale, doesn't it? How hard I work. Oh, dead, dead, I mean, dead. I mean, he's been off for four weeks and he's done a, a day's work and he's already complaining. It's ridiculous. Oops. Pointing out facts. Um, is Flindell online, Nick? Uh, the great man, he is. Uh, Darren Flindell, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, boys. That really brought a tear to my eye. <laughs> <laughs> he suggests he's been worked to the bone, Darren. The bone, yes. Then he had to have a good think about what he'd actually done this week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, he's too good. What about um, the beauty yesterday? And um, there, there's been another text about it this morning. Um, we had the uh, Highness run around yesterday at Canberra. Darren, how, how's he going to handle the backup in the Magic Millions mm. today? I saw that a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I thought this isn't meant to happen. Um, quite often we, we see the scenario that they force horses to change the name at the at the last moment. Yeah, I'm not sure how that got through the cracks. Um, I actually yes. thought there was a rule, and it's obviously no longer, or possibly well, it's done meant it to now. Be. Yeah, I, yeah, but I see it all the time. That if I'm looking up a pronunciation of a horse, um, it'll... You go to race in New South Wales, they'll say active or, or retired. Yeah, I could have sworn sort of growing up that it just wasn't uh, wasn't allowed. Anyway, times change. I'm hearing you, Hills. Um, Davo, how's this card look at Rose Hill today? Yeah, it looks okay. you got some favourites there that look hard enough to beat. I just think it's a card where I've got to give the bookies a wrap, unfortunately. They, they just seem to have 
just put up the right markets a lot of the lot of the week to be honest. Um, I didn't see too many holes early on in, in Rose Hill and ditto down at Flemington. There were a couple there that I was really keen to dive into and then they went up the price and I went, oh, bugger. Like, yep, they just they just absolutely nailed the prices this weekend. So, well done to the tab traders. That's about the first and last time I'll ever give you a wrap. So, well done, boys. Wow. Cool. Mark it down, folks. There's a first for everything. There's a first for everything. And we start with the, the feature race, too, guys. Uh, it's the January Cup over 2,000 metres. Listed race. And number 12, Naval College, is at $3. Yeah, it is. And uh, it opened up this morning at two sixty. So I'm not surprised it's getting out somewhat at $3. The support's been for Touristic and also for... No, it's Touristic primarily and also Lunti. So they're a, uh, they're a patient lot with Lunti. We know it's good on its day, but, uh, yeah, uh, what one I grew three last year. But, um, yeah, on its day, it's very good. But, uh, yeah, it's met with support. But, yeah, $3 just getting out somewhat Naval College. How do you see this first race, Darren, uh, that we're talking about? I thought Riazan's run... Uh, Last time was pretty good. Uh, worked a bit, stormed up, looked like the winner, and then got involved in a dogfight with a very much informed Grabini and was only just touched off there at the end. So on the backup here, under a light weight, I think it might even be looking for the 2,000 metres, the way it really stuck to its guns there. Uh, the the favourite Naval College, everything just fell into place in that benchmark 88, had the absolute run of the race and went through to win <clears throat> went through to win accordingly and may well do the same again today but i went shopping for a bit of value there with riazan just a good each way price carrying the 53 kilos from naval college touristic touristic be running on strongly as it usually does and i thought baby rider showed a lot of fight when headed last time and Lunsies is probably the other one I'd be entertaining for the quaddy, but just trying to find um, an angle here of something I can back at a price, and Riazan's the one I've come up with. What about you, Dobo? Yeah, I thought he was the value in the race, Riazan, if you were looking for one at sort of the each way odds. I know it's the feature race of the day, but these sort of middle distance races, they never get me too excited, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I went I went Naval College. I almost put Riazan on top because I just thought, uh, just the only little query uh, whether he gets a similar run being wide and, and drawn wide again here. But he was terrific the other day. His ratings stack up nicely. And, um, yeah, I think he's got to be there. Naval College probably not as well off after getting the PR the other day. But he is still running third up into his preparation with the upside factor. So I lent slightly to him, but I was really icky about it. Um, I think Wunsies is a great chance. Uh, he just sets up in this grade really well. Um, I know he's got the weight, but chased hard behind line draw the other day, and I just think, you know, he's been in a lot better races in the past than this, so he's got to be a, a terrific coach too. So I thought they were the three, um, whichever way you want to play it, but uh, it's not a race that I'll be getting heavily involved in. Mm. That's the, uh, the January Cup, and I think a lot revolves around the tempo, as you guys have sort of touched on, um, you know, is it as ABC, as Baby Ride and Naval College, they go to the front, stack up and, and sprint home? Uh, does that happen? Um, we'll wait and see. That's the great thing about racing, Darren, the great uncertainty. Uh, we can have some idea, but we really don't know what's going to happen out there, do we? Yeah, the pace of the race, that is a, uh, an interesting factor, isn't it, in regards to race seven. Baby Rider may well just get it all on its own. Naval College, once again, is going to be very well positioned, you'd assume. Mm. Right. He did, um, it, 
you would think it, it well it does matter well again in this race, but it, as you said, Darren got absolutely every flavour under the sun last start. It does drop in weight, but three dollars, I just think it'll probably get out. It should get probably five to two, three fifty uh, by by start time, I would suggest. Uh, let's have a, a look at race number six and uh, 1,800 metres, number eight, Louisville at uh, $2.50. He's created a bit of chat, Davo. Um, what do you reckon about the great man uh, today? Can he can he bust through for another win? Well, I mean, he's got the setup, doesn't he, the, the Chris Waller inside gate to use it, but does he have the speed to use it? He probably does to some degree to be a little bit closer in the run anyway. Um, I thought he was a little bit disappointing the other day behind Miracle Spin, but... Saying that, he, he was set a task. I mean, I don't know if they could see the leader at the turn. He was that far back there, Dinkum. Um, so, look, I, I think he sets up, he gets his chance today. The extra trip's going to suit, and he, it looks his race. But he is that type of horse that might not appreciate that low draw if he does sort of get back a little bit and not, not utilise it. Um, so, look, mm. I just wanted to be with Angel of Light. I, I just think that both the, the two in the market, Aristonis and Louisville, they... They tend to get back and, and find a bit of trouble, and I just thought she might be able to use that gate today. No weight on her back. I thought she ran. I thought she was the eye catcher last time out. She now returns to the home track third up. Um, I just thought, and her ratings stack up well to the other two. So at seven dollars, I've made her the value play of the day. I just think, spoiler alert as well, she'll be my leg of the multi later on, um, which is back this week. So. Yeah, I, I just think she sets up well and um, gets a chance to run well at each way odds. But again, I'm not sort of brimming with confidence. Probably one race on the card that, that does promote a bit of conversation. Uh, yeah, what do you do with Louisville uh, from Barrier 1? It's really in the hands of Sam Clippard. And can he give this a liven up and have it closer today? As Brad said, it just got lost early last time. It was in the run. It was three lengths behind the winner, Miracle Spin. So that was an impossible task there. But he's such a lazy horse. He uh, takes so much winding up. Uh, do you want to be on a favourite at such short odds uh, that may well get well back off the inside draw and be in a bit of a traffic jam coming to the home turn as well? Um, and then you've got Aristonis. Well, that was a stinking run last time. Uh, his favourite <laughs> dropped right out <laughs> for no apparent reason. Lindell just dispatching with these <laughs> top two favourites. Do we just call Louisville Hurls then, Darren? Considering, <laughs> considering what you've just said, considering no, I think Louisville. <laughs> no, but Louisville will probably back up again next Saturday or the week after, unlike Hurls. hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> All right. I heard. Um, I heard Brad Gray say this morning um, in relation to that that um, he was looking for you know the stewards' report to explain something, and it was just zilt. No. Excuses. Well, that's what worries me. Yeah, that exactly. really worries me. I, I just thought he was. I thought he was progressing nicely and uh, was a good thing that day, Aristonis. Well, to, to be in the finish and to watch it just drop out. But, uh, it was sent around at the trials the other day and it was spanked by a horse called Sonora that's not going particularly well at the moment, so I'm not sure what to make of that. Uh, so, like Brad, uh, with the, the doubts around these favourites, I thought I'll go with the mare, Angel of Light. Her last run was honest behind So United. She was hitting the line quite hard. I don't have an issue with her, uh, so I'll go with Angel of Light. I like it, Darren. Um, what about Brad? He um, he found something a bit different, and I'm talking about Brad Gray uh, in Tony B. Um, he's worn a few down huh? over the over the time, Davo. But what do you say about Tony B? Could he do something today? 
Well, it's his right sort of distance, isn't it? And uh, I think he's a horse that has been greatly overrated in his career, particularly early on. But he definitely uh, likes his sort of trip and he's got a nice enough center foot on his day. I'm not going to sort of talk anyone out of uh, backing him at, at sort of those bigger odds for sure. I thought about Stoller, it. Grisilla Stoller and Tony B both go around today. Fair think of the test of the patience of everyone. <laughs> I thought about Tony. Well, probably yes. at 16 bucks, you, you can't, probably, mm. I'm, I'm probably inclined to back it, to be, to be quite honest with you, but, um, yeah, yeah, only because that's $16, um, market sort of, yeah, I don't think, um, I don't think I could take it on in single figures or back it single figures, but, um, yeah, $16, it's probably a bit too enticing to say no to. Anyhow, it's not a quaddy leg, so at least that saves us a bit of pain in that respect. <laughs> uh, we know when the pen really starts getting a good tap there from Flindell that he's really deep in thought here. And when he was discussing Tony B, the, the run rate just picked up. It was just, <laughs> oh, the pen was just really getting hammered there, Darren. <laughs> Very sensitive, these microphones, aren't they? Oh, yes. I'm uh, just seeing if there's a jackpot in the big six today. This is a, an unusual one. There's a $10,000 jackpot, uh, which is... Probably as small as they get, but at least it's something. But, uh, mm. Mm. pen aside, and I'm going to leave race six alone. Something small and angel of light. Davidson, you got anything to round off on here? No, not really. I just wondered whether Jaxie's pricked up at home when uh, Darren mentioned jackpot twice in about five seconds. <laughs> no, he's waiting for hello, Jack, in the second of the highways, but I had to say to Jack, I don't think you're much chance in that old mate. <laughs> Uh, that's race number six, guys. Uh, plenty of texts coming through on the text line. Owen in Bondi. Uh, hey, Marlo, could you ask the great man um, if he could talk me out of munitions today? I'm not sure who you're referring to there, Owen. I'm tipping wouldn't be hills, uh, especially on the place line. If I remember correctly, when I have had a go at it because Flinders got me onto it. Um, so I think this question's directed at you, Darren. Munitions. Um, Firstly, which race mm. is it in, guys? Uh, uh, late in the day, race nine, number one. What do you say, Darren? Uh, it wasn't, uh, wasn't really on my short list, but I guess uh, in a race, the, the rating here is a benchmark 78, and it is rated 83, so you know, on the ratings it is pretty well in, and it has been campaigning in much difficult, difficult races than this. Sounds like you're in pain to stick with it. Uh, maybe Owen. Uh, to be honest, now I'm having a closer look at it. Um, there'd be worse in the race, mm. well, considering the price it is. And wasn't he um, just? I haven't checked the videos in the last 48 hours. Was he wide last start? I'm just trying to remember. Um, yeah, he, he got caught three deep there last time, guys. Um, so there was a little bit of an excuse. Mm. So here's eighty-one dollars. To Owen, we're not talking you out of it, mate. Have something on it, um, please, uh, for goodness sake, at the uh, at the price, uh, if you like it and have a history with the horse. So, look, that's the case for him, Darren. Obviously, Boston Rocks, he's going to be up there making his own luck, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and the stable mate Crips tonight is probably the one that leads them up. Actually, I'm pretty sure that uh, Crips tonight will lead them, but Boston Rocks is going to be really well positioned. I like the fight that he showed when it got into a bit of a dog fight with infatuation. He pinned the ears back and went on with the job. Uh, Boston Rocks and quite hard to beat here, but going with a slightly better option or the value option of uh, Perret, who's only been a winner twice and been placed on nine occasions. But 
I thought the trials leading up to this has suggested that he's ready to go. And at the at the better price available, I'm, I'm going with Fire Parade to beat Boston Rocks, then the leader Crips tonight. And so good, so cool. I see a few people have put in the numbers. But this yeah. is a part of the, the multi yesterday, I, I see. Yeah, he was, Darren. Um, mm. Nick Burney and Chris Roots, who I had on with me, um, they... Yeah, they both made a good case for the horse. And if you watch mm. the video of last start, he was in t- uh, restricted room. And uh, That's right, yeah. Never yeah. got a crack at them in the big field there. So, yeah, so good, so cool is a very good roughie to include. Much cash around for it, Hells. So good, so cool, number three here in race nine. Yeah, on the back of the fact that uh, those guys have tipped it, there is. It's in the $15 as much as $26. Uh, so Ryan going extremely well at the moment and uh, yeah, as Darren said, never got out of second gear last start so it was a complete forgive run I would have thought Brad Davidson, your comments here Yeah, I, I think he ran really well first up as well over an unsuitable trip, so good, so cool so I'm definitely not negative on him Union Arbery every man his dog was tipping it last start but he just has a bad habit, doesn't he of missing the jump and, and getting into a horrible spot, so for me I'm I'm left with Boston Rocks. Look, I thought it was okay first up. I, I wasn't wowed by the performance. I was on him and he, he did the job, but it was probably more the run he got more than the horse himself. I thought he's given a peach of a ride and he just got the job done in, in tradesman-like style. Uh, I just I, Has anyone spoken to Nathan this week? I know they were keen to target the Gosford Guineas second up and obviously he wasn't there, so I wonder whether there was any little setback or anything there. But if all's well, then um, I'm happy to stick with him from the good gate again. Mate, it was just the draw. Um, good to see you tuned in this morning, Dave. Spoke to Doyle at around 7 o'clock. You must have been out on a run or something, uh, lifting a few weights at that time of day or downstairs having a shower with the garden hose, Dave. I, I was still in bed. I was actually still in bed. Uh, I got up at 7.30, so there you go. Well, mate, yeah, he, um, everything's fine. Everything's fine. He, he just thought he wants the horse to get cover. So yep. last week um, he drew 8 of 9. He was unsure whether that would be able to happen. So this, they rolled the dice drawing a gate this week, and there it is. So, yeah, I'm sure he'll run well. But you're right, he did get the full grouse last week as far as the run, uh, or last run, I should say, as far as the trip he had. So that's always a concern for me when you're getting a complete suck. Um, you know, are you any value next start? He's still got the job done, and he's a good horse. He's three out of five, so I'm not potting him. But to take 250, um, yeah, I probably won't back him to that, that price, Dover? No. I think, well, I think the, the only thing I'd, I'd counteract with that is at least he's going to get the same run again True. today. Yeah, but, for sure. But, you know, and he does have that, you know, sometimes we pop these horses, but they've got those strengths to put themselves in that position to get the perfect run as well, where like a horse like Indian Army, a lot of people will go to him because they go, well, he's got the weight swing and everything like that. Yeah, but he, 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 he makes a mess of the start and puts himself in a horrible position. So, yeah, I'll, look, I'll go with him, but um, I'm with you, Luke. I'm always still a little query on those horses that do get every sort of favour and, and win, but not not as impressively as I thought he was going to win all the same. Well, I gave Sir Ravenelli a very good chance here at a price. Um, it's Darren McClellan's coming to town to ride it, which is unusual. He generally rides it anyway. Thought he was all right behind um, Robusto last start and then, uh, had won in open company, albeit up at Grafton. I thought uh, at seven. Mm-hmm. Wait, it was a chance. Anyone? Good chat. So you just cut out there. Which one? Sorry, I was talking about Sir Ravenelli. I thought it was a uh, a really good each way chance. Hmm. Yes. Yes. 
that pen will start getting tapped in a second, Flindell. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's back to, it's back to 1,200. It uh, wasn't a bad run there behind uh, Robusto last start, as I said, and then was, albeit up in Grafton, winning in open handicap, and Digger comes to town to uh, to ride it. I just thought seventeen dollars three fifty mm. was sort of a twenty five percent win, seventy five percent place type of bet. But mate, you wouldn't have to twist his arm. It wouldn't be like, oh mate, please come and ride it. Of, of course he'd come and and ride yeah. the horse. Uh, yeah, I, I think you know what. This is not a bad benchmark seventy eight, uh, particularly for this time time of year, guys. I think it's it's one where there is that little bit of depth to it. It's not a race that you know gets run today and then just gets put in, in the bin forever. Um, I think it's it's probably a form line that should stand up over the coming month or so, Dover. Yeah, I think so. And look, I, Sir Ravenelli, the tough on-speed horse, and Digger's riding well at the moment. He's right on Bastower there at Tari on Tuesday. Absolute cracker. Thank you very much, Digger. Um, but yeah, look, uh, I just think that um, it is going to be a decent enough race. There's a few progressive ones and... Look, I just think he's still got a bit of improvement to come, doesn't he? I don't think he would have been absolutely screwed down first up, considering the Gosford Guineas was the you know the, the sort of target. So you could almost say that this race becomes the target as a, a sort of byproduct of not going around there a couple of weeks ago. Let's go back a race, guys. Race eight. Um, a question about Rabamos, number six. So I might get your thoughts there, uh, Darren, and then your overall view of the race. Well, uh, I found this an interesting race. Um, obviously, Carbling is a great chance. Estadio Mastea, now with Joe Pride. The only tactic change that's come through so far is that that horse will be ridden further forward from the outside gate. So that's interesting. Uh, with, with Chris Waller before, I don't think I ever saw Estadio Mastea anywhere near the lead on any occasion, so that'll be interesting if they can get that horse forward. I kept looking at this and I was watching the trials of Oscar Zulu and I'm not sure how well it's going. I thought I couldn't find any negatives from the trials and I'm looking at this race, the pace, and think, well, right, Oscar Zulu's drawn barrier one. He, he'll he probably just come out and get the, the run of the race position, I thought. He has got blinkers on today as well for his return to racing. I think Oscar Zuli maps really well, but there's no market support for him, so perhaps he's not ready to go first up. Probably no more as we get closer to the jump, but at the moment, I'm looking at Oscar Zulu as a value play uh, from Car Bling. I think you called it, it's not out of it. You called it. I've liked its trials leading up to this. Won the winter stakes back in... July is well over 1,400 metres, similar journey to this. And I think it maps really nicely back on the inside. You caught it with this return to Rose Hill today. And then a study on stay of the way it found the line at its trial. So I didn't find a spot for Obamos and I didn't find a spot for Zoo Tiger either. Uh, I thought its trial behind Rupertar was average at Rose Hill. Uh, it was a drifter in the market and didn't do a great deal at Canterbury on New Year's Day when resuming. And I definitely want to be seeing something out of Zoo Tiger before I put my money on him this preparation. Yeah, well, is there any money for him, Hurls, at all, Zoo Tiger? Uh, no, not really. $15 at the moment. What did we go up? No, well, none, because we went up $8. Hang on, hang on, hang on. $15? No, no, no. That's Oscar Zulu, Sorry, Zulu, can you say Oscar Zulu? Sorry, sorry? mate. No, Zoo, no? Zoo Tiger. 
Oh, Zutago, apologies. Had That's it said right. in it. Uh, yeah, it's 380 yeah. to $4 yeah. back to 390 and we did go up 550 And just let me have a look at the hold on the race today. Yeah, well, Kavling's still most popular. Um, yeah, it's pretty much market order in terms of the hold. He had um, he had an excuse last uh, poor post race recovery bled one nostril so clearly you've just got to put a line through it Brad and I'm referring to Zoo Tiger's first up performance. Yeah and he, he to be honest uh, the horse is kind of stopping me having a good go at Cubling because I'm just not sure where he's at some of his ratings in his three year old year were terrific and probably too good for the to be honest um, but they've got to take the improvement he's got to out of the three year old to, to to open class and. I just don't know where he's at, to be honest. I know Darren said his trial wasn't great, but Rupertar's a pretty sharp horse, and he's not really that that sort of sharp in terms of trial, so I'm okay with that. And then I've got the complete forgive to start with the genuine excuses there. So I'm, I could go either way, and I'm just a little bit scared of him as a result. But I do think this race sets up beautifully for Carbling. He was six weeks between runs in a much harder race in Brisbane last time, and ran well there, that'll top him off for this. If it was at Randwick, I'd be playing, but just hasn't, you know, really had the opportunity to do anything at Rose Hill yet, and there's nothing against that, but it's always just a little query in the back of your mind, but look, he sets up well from the gate, not a lot of speed in the race, he'll roll forward, and I think he goes close, I think Rabamos is Rabamos is really well exposed and I think he's a top four or five host, but um, it would still surprise me if he won, um, but yeah, I think it's Carbling and Zoo Tiger, the, the real unknown there. It's a bit of a worry what you mentioned there about, I know it was only the, the one nose, but that little bleed there with Zoo Tiger, that, to me that starts to explain it a little bit more. Because mm. seriously, that trial that morning, and Rupert Tart just bounded away. I thought at about the 150, oh, this will be a good good race down the straight, Zoo Tiger and Rupert Tart, and Zoo Tiger just stopped like there was something wrong. And he did nothing at Canterbury when resuming. Yeah, yeah he's on notice, Darren. You'd like to see him do something today and then next minute Creed Eris just comes down the outside and gets, <laughs> gets I wondered if he was going to get a mention <laughs> oh, what a disappointing horse he is oh. I mean he he was going to he was going to be something early on I remember him running second in the Villiers from last running these unbelievable mm. sectionals and now he's just he's semi-retired he just doesn't put in was he with Godolphin initially I think yes. he was yes yes yeah. 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 He, hasn't won since 2020 yeah, early COVID. Jeez, four years. Yeah. A great example, though, guys. Isn't he a great example of a horse that, as a punter, you can just always avoid backing because he can reel off the, the best sectionals of the day, but he, he just can't get in the race early. So they just do not win very, very often at all, and they, they sucker a lot of people in watching the replays because mm. they're the one with the flashing light on. But no pay, no ability is what a lot of people say, and I don't think that's in terms of ability, but probably no real chance of winning, um, or oh, no yeah. value in races. I was yeah. going to say, Chautauqua would have a bit to say about that. <laughs> yeah, but, but even but even Chautauqua was a great horse to take on a lot of his career because he's so heavily in the market all the time, and he'd need an absolute hot tempo up front because everyone thought he had this sharp 400-metre turn of sprint. Well, he didn't. He was just an 800-metre sustained speed horse, and it looked like... He was flying late, but it was just that they were all stopping up on speed and he could sustain it the whole way. Um, oh, yeah, so definitely. he was a great horse to take on a lot of the times as well. I wonder what he's up to, the great horse. I think he's an equestrian horse now, Chautauqua, or a show horse or something. Yeah, ever seen, Darren, have you ever seen a horse do what Chautauqua did? It was like, nah, bugger it, I've had enough, I'm just not having a go. 
and they tried everything, and mm. he's just said, no, nah, we've had enough. I've never seen a horse do it. Uh, yeah, there was one or two in Hong Kong that were behaving like that. Pakistan yeah. star, he was one, but he, he'd stop out. He'd come out, Darren, and then he'd pull up, wouldn't he? Yes. Yeah, he was uh, a very, a very naughty horse. Sometimes Pakistan star would come detached from the field and then the next minute he's coming back into the finish. But I'm with Hurls. Um, never seen an elite horse just say no more. It, that's what yeah. makes him such a beauty. It's just the, it's the best ever. Uh, I mean, he's, a, he's winning a, a third TJ and then a few runs later he's retired. He just didn't want to go anymore. It's... Mm, um, mm. He's a, he was an extraordinary horse. Um, a shame that uh, he, he didn't want to race on. But you know what? Credit to the ownership group and the Hawks. They said, okay, boy, you, we've tried. <clears throat> You've had enough. Fair enough. Um, enjoy your retirement. Uh, when the, were you calling when he won in Hong Kong, Darren? No, I, I went over there that year. Yeah. And uh, that day wasn't without drama either. I'm trying to recall. Through a show, didn't he? Yeah, he threw a shoe. He put on a demonstration out there in the tie-up stalls and uh, there was a lot of uh, very worried people that day, but it was all uh, on business on race day. He gave away a bit of a start and I sort of found a spot there in the grandstand to watch him because he wasn't really on the camera, on the TV. Uh, oh, much, yeah. So. yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that is one of the great tragedies. Um, that, I mean... We're not here to pot the camera crew in Hong Kong, but seriously, to, to not have him in shot until so late is a, just a tragedy that's lost to, to racing yeah, now because we don't, we don't get to see him actually making his run hills. Yeah, I, yeah, um, yeah, but I don't think the camera person did anything different to what no, they normally mate, they would. He was just pan out. Yeah, yeah. Get all the horses in. Seriously. Yeah. Actually, the, the, the one... TV coverage in the world that's been consistently poor is probably from one of the greatest jurisdictions in the world is Japan. Oh, their, the, their the camera shots. work there is terrible. It, it is it is average actually. What about the close up shot they do uh, when oh, they they slowly painful, go through it? the whole field? It's dead set like pulling teeth. Yes. Meanwhile, Contrail he's fifteen in front and they're on the grey thing out the back getting scrubbed. It's just the mm. best. Anyway, just we on, just on a side point there, guys, with Chautauqua. I mean. I don't have it in front of me. He's probably back a little while after going overseas anyway before sort of it all went pear-shaped with him not jumping out of the gates. But do we reckon we underestimate as punters how much it takes out of horses to go away and, and come back? I mean, I reckon it's got to be a high percentage of horses that go away and uh, overseas and then come back, and they're just not the same horse. They're just, they just do not race to the same level. And, um, yeah, I just, I just wonder whether... I mean, if I was... A, big owner of a big horse, whether I would be telling the trainer it's not worth it. You've got so much prize money here and you go over there, sure, it's great for the prestige. We all want to go to all Ascot to represent Australia and do all that. But at the same time, you know, Nature Strip's a great example. When he come back, he just he just didn't want to, didn't want a bar of it anymore, mm. really. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. It just seems to take a lot out of them. And you're racing for marbles over there and you're racing for millions over here. Anyway. Sample Nature Strip, because I think he was just I don't think it was the fact that he went overseas. It might have had a small element to it, but uh, he had just had so much hard racing. Take over Target, he won just about everywhere, and he didn't bother exactly. him. Exactly. Um, yeah. No, it, and it, didn't Chautauqua win a TJ Smith after that Hong Kong run? Yes. What, what, yeah, but, 
but that uh, that was his only win uh, from Hong Kong. He was beaten, I think, twice in Melbourne uh, when he came back, and uh, he was well below his best in that uh, first preparation. And then I think he had a number of runs there in the autumn before he finally bounced back and won the TJ that day. Um, after a bit of a gut buster chasing Winks home on the heavy 15 in the George Ryder at Rose Hill. But yeah. as Brad said, I, I've always worried about horses when they go overseas. And I saw this in Hong Kong. The top horses there would go to Dubai or over, well, not so much Japan, but the, the longer trips. And sometimes they'd have that hangover that could last for 12 months before they got their mojo back. Some horses mm. handle it brilliantly, but a lot don't. And sometimes it's a long process. And I think Nature Strip, when he came back from England, he won his first up and then the form started to taper off. Mm-hmm. Darren, how long have you been back from Hong Kong, mate? Uh, it'll be nine years in March. Gee, that's gone quick. Yeah, right, OK. Been a long yeah. nine years. <laughs> hasn't it? Hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plenty of beers at the Doncaster in that dome. Yeah. <laughs> Place for the Renos. Probably a hundred grand's worth. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that, Darren. Uh, text here about uh, race two, number 11, I'm a steel. And mm. uh, this is, for mine, yes. probably the most interesting horse on the card, guys, just because... It beat um, Nara. It beat picnic horses, but uh, it spanked them down there at Nara, and it just might be handy. Darren, how are you handling this this girl now? She's one out of Funny one. Funny thing is, when I saw two highways come up, when I, <laughs> I clicked on the acceptances on Wednesday, I thought, oh, here we go. As it's turned out, they're probably two of the more interesting races on the card. Yes. But when I looked at this arm of steel, the way it just demolished them there at Nara. And for the fact that Barbara Jones, Paul and Matt want to bring a three-year-old filly straight to town off that performance, I've got to go with their judgment because she just looked very exciting that day. It was a very heavy track. So uh, for a, a filly on debut to do that to them, and she was heavily backed in the process as well, I've got to go with Armour Steel there today, just take the chance. I, I thought Lysa Party's a, a genuine chance. It looked all over when Lysa Party stormed to the front at Randwick a few weeks ago, and then Gallon Star just nabbed her right on the wire. The other one I was looking at a bit was Extravagant Lad. I thought his trial was, was all right. He was sort of being strangled down the straight at Canberra, and we'll probably be discussing Pet House, the winner of that trial, in just a moment. Uh, interesting runner as well, but I'm going with uh, Barbara's filly. Here I am a steal. I just love what I saw at Nara. Um, it's been well backed, hasn't it, Hills? Uh, Seven dollars offered. Three seventy now. Um, was short as three twenty at one stage this morning. Yeah, yeah, and it's a bit of money too. So yeah, seven dollars, four dollars into three seventy. I agree with everything Darren said. Only asterisk, if you like, or query was that was a very heavy track that day. So maybe, as you said, Luke, too, that didn't beat much, but maybe uh, it was the only one that handled it. So that could be one query. Although it did trial on a good track and uh, and did win that as well. Mm. Uh, I'm yeah. a, sorry, Davo, just before you, Leighton in Manly. I'm a steel lay of the century. Can't believe it's being backed. Mm. Uh, Divine Sinner to get the sack run and clean them up. So uh, uh, differing opinions here, Davo. Yeah, she's an interesting one, isn't she? Cause, because I'm a big data man, and the data says no way at all. Um, but uh, saying that, I, uh, you know, I, I believe in the numbers, that the, 
you know, the couple of databases that I've subscribed to put out. But then I look at the time and I go, well, you've run a pretty good time and you've got the best last 200 performance of the day. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little more forgiving. Um, and I just, I loved her trial on, on good ground before her debut. I was going to back her on debut and I armed Denard and let her go and, and silly me. But uh, they put up, I think, 270 or something as well early on. So, look, I don't think that the dry track's any issue whatsoever. It's just the made into a class of three you don't normally see it and um yeah you normally see them sort of go through their grades a bit more but obviously the team have a bigger opinion of it she's got the acceleration and i went that way but i went that way at seven dollars early in the week when i first sort of put the preview out so i'm i'm sort of locked into a degree there but uh, i couldn't possibly entertain her at the 370. yeah it's an interesting one um i think life's a party's sort of that horse that you know what you're going to get with it. Um, its form's well exposed, but yeah, I, I could never take on a horse like I'm a steel, even if the figures are, are no good, because sometimes you've got to trust the eye. Yeah. And mm. um, it had plenty more there. So whether I back it or not, I probably won't. Uh, but I wouldn't want to be strongly opposing it, just because we don't know, guys. We just don't know how good it is. Uh, when you're one out of one and do it in, in half pace... I think the stable is going particularly well too. They are. Yes, overall, they're they're getting a lot of success. And I see Barbara as an owner of the horse and it looks like the Jones boys are involved in the ownership as well or uh, or family members. I was looking at Devine Sinner's trail and I I like what I saw there. I'm not sure I have to go back and see if the blinkers are on in the last trail at Tamworth behind uh, Burning Crown. The only thing that worries me, when Devine Sinner last ran, wasn't a class three highway it went off twenty one dollars and was well beaten but that trial recently suggested that it'll be we'll be seeing a bit better out of it today <laughs> i love it um, i love the text line guys uh, as we continue on uh with this preview we, we may as well or this preview this is behind the gates uh, get it right marlo well it won't take us long to talk about penthouse darren who you mentioned mm. before surely um Go to the front, JLW. JLW, JLW yeah. Darren. <laughs> yes, yes, it's, it's it's very well placed, isn't it? In a Class Three highway, she um, she burnt along in the Denise's Joy at Scone in what was a, a pretty good quality race there. Then she uh, went around in a, a decent race at Caulfield. Anyhow, she resumes off what was a spectacular trial at Canberra in the hands of Hannah Williams. And with Hannah aboard today from Barrier 1, she's getting the weight down to, to 58 and a half. She is that far above the rest on the ratings, but with that claim, it really brings her right back into it. She just looks immoral. Oh, yes, Darren. There it is. Moral, Davo. What do you say? But I didn't, I didn't dare put her in the, in the multi, though, too short. Oh, she's in, she's in there, though. You didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I knew someone would. <laughs> I just, you know free hit uh, to start things on behind the gates in 2024. I just wonder like there's been some bizarre betting drifts uh, over the summer. I thought Terra Mata was a very strange one last Saturday but all of a sudden I had no intentions of backing Terra Mata in the morning at 170 then uh, getting close to the jump I couldn't get enough on her. What price was it? Oh I got out to about 280 Yeah. No it didn't Yes it, it did. did. My word it did mm. I had my parents in town last week and I 
I didn't catch any of the races. I'm half headless now. Love my family, but they've cost me there, Darren. 280, are you serious? 280? Yes, I'm serious. Jeez. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. You've just ruined my day. Alarm bells went off when a certain certain bookie was offering a mega odds boost up to 260 very early in the day. I thought, geez, that's strange. I've got to take this. And then as the parade went on, the price just got out and out. I, was, I couldn't believe it. I kept looking at everything thinking, well, who's the danger? There were no dangers. Yeah, Nash falling off is probably the only danger. David, <laughs> yes. what was your take on her performance last week, Terramata? She was very good again, wasn't she? Um, look, I don't really know why they were heavily against, but... It's got to be a reason. Usually yeah, we can work I, well, it out. Well, it's probably the data. I mean, she, was, she wasn't overly... She wasn't dominant on the data at all, but I gave her a big adjustment off it because she was held up half the straight to start prior and still won. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it obviously worked out. She bolted in that day, but generally when they drift like that, if you back them long-term, you'll... Uh, you won't finish in front, put it that way, because they, they don't get them wrong very often, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, she bolted in and, uh, yeah, it was, was hard to beat. And it'll be interesting to see what they do with Penthouse today because it all sets up beautifully apart from one thing and one thing only, and that's 30 weeks off. And I don't like to have any rules in racing in, in doing the form because I like to be really flexible. But if I was the closest to having one rule, it would be not taking short odds of horses off long breaks and... Um, you would see in, a, in a, any given week, there would be the biggest drifts are those horses off long breaks and the, the syndicates hate them. Um, but they don't hate them all. Like Kitty Chat's a great example. She won a few weeks ago off a long break and she was firm and, 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 and kept firming. So Different, she holds her mark. Yeah. She's awfully hard to beat. But if she drifts, then be wary. So she's probably a late sort of play penthouse. But um, look, her trial was simply outstanding and smart time on the bit. She's done everything right. It's just the 30 weeks off that that's uh, always a query taking the shorts. Different when it's 11 and 1,000, I reckon. But, yeah, I, I know what yeah. you mean. Yeah, I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. Um, some people say that, you know, you want them resuming over, well, you know, like if they're, say, 13, 1,400-metre horse and 1,100's okay, but she's an 1,100-metre horse. So, you know, at the same time, I kind of put her profile into that and saying, well, that's her sort of pet trip as it is. So it might be a little bit challenging still, the 11. But, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you look at the field and go, well, a bit like Terramata, what Darren was doing, what are the dangers? Um, Hurls, Dicko's on the ball here. He's, um, he's ahead of us. He's opened the multi already. So you better tell us what our legs are this week. Yeah, all right. So we'll go race one, number six, Gelatin for Darren. Race three, number one, Penthouse for Luke. Race six, number 12, Angel of Light for Brad. And I'm coming home with race seven, number nine, Touristic. All to run top four, $5.50 with a maximum bet of $25. It is open. Go to, on the website, uh, sports and today's offers and racing and racing offers on the tab app and likely to sell quickly. We have got to get some runs on the board, boys. It's been quite, uh, frankly, it's stunk for about the last six or eight weeks. Well, it's we been off. one for three weeks. We've been off for a month. Yeah, I'll try it for that. Try <laughs> <laughs> no, to that. Thanks, yeah. Scoop. No, no, yeah. you're, you're probably not wrong. So, yeah, let's let's do it, guys. Looks pretty good today, mm. I reckon. So, um, God give it strength, Flindell. Do you think we can start 2024 with a bang? Yeah, I thought they might have let us get on for 50, though, considering our <laughs> disgraceful record leading up to it. 
I see I see the Duffs at the Gold Coast today, hey? Ah, he comes back from a spell when the good stuff's on. The Gold Coast, we've been grinding away here. But Duff's back at the Gold Coast today. How good's that? He, he's too good, Darren. Uh, yeah, certainly is. Uh, yeah, on the topic of the Gold Coast, to all the best to Mitch Manners, calling his first Magic Millions. He's now the resident caller at the coast, the voice. He did a great phantom call at the Tab Kolkata there on Thursday. He uh, he certainly played it up with the Mashanis. He had us all going. He was going through his call with a storm boy, this and that, then Mashani Monday, Mashani Tuesday, Mashani Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, well said. I'm glad you mentioned it. Good luck to Mitch. Um, deserves this opportunity. We'll do a great job. $14 million race day and yeah, he'd be pumped, mate. Um, he'd be really looking forward to that, that's for sure. It is time now for the Early Crows on Behind the Gates. On Racing HQ. Hey, it's a little too early for being that loud. Hey, too late. Don't worry, because it's never too early. The Early Crow. Well, Hells, you must be under a bit of pressure after Nicole's performance overall last week. I tell you what... Um, she was pretty good, Hells. Yeah, she was. I hate to admit it, but she was exceptional. <laughs> <I> know, um, <laughs> although she, did, although she did get the, uh, I think she missed out on the early crow, did she not? She did. She ran, said, uh, ran second in the last. Yeah, she said Spring Lee would uh, would not over race and would beat Shaken. Um, it got rolled Spring Lee, unfortunately. Um, so Nicole's early crow. Incorrect, but uh, her performance everywhere else was uh, was rock solid. Uh, my early crow last week, I said, "Time to boogie with JLW." Well, the only thing he did was J. He didn't lead. <laughs> he didn't win. <laughs> so I get across. And he got beat a nose a nose. I know, just to rub salt into the wound, Darren. Um, there was some conjecture over your early crow last week. You nominated Cool Jakey to get rolled, and then Davidson said, hang on, Darren, you said in the group chat to miss top three, um, don't be weak, and there was a bit of conjecture. Well, you should have stuck solid. <laughs> He's just well, finished he now, got, Darren. Yeah, he got turned over at short odds in uh, bizarre circumstances. The, the funny thing is, I, I'm, I was really anti-Cool Jakey. I just think it's, I think it's very limited. And I was worried about the pace in the race with Felix Majestic there and the other one, Danau Star, but Danau Star scratched in the morning. And that's why I just retreated a little bit because I didn't think they'd go as hard as they did. <laughs> I haven't seen anything like it. That was madness. Well, you got him beaten, Darren. Yes. Um, did you get in Molly's ear? <laughs> wow, how, how enormous did Felix Majestic how, go? That was incredible. How did he run second? Oh, I, I don't know. It's I an really active... don't. It's an act of God. I mean, he'll dead set nearly win the win the Doncaster or something on the back of that run. What a run! Well, I'd sort of assume they'd probably have to give it a spell now after that, wouldn't they? That that's an absolute gut buster. Oh, you would have lay down for a week. Um, so Darren was spot on, and Brad Davidson, uh, you hit the board as well with your crow last week. Yeah, just on that, I love intense in races, but Sir Inkham White was going on there. They were just like you said, never seen anything like it. You're just sitting there halfway through. Just shaking your head, going, well, they can't win, and Felix Majestic almost did, but poor old Paul, Paul Jakey, he'll be, uh, he'll be still recovering from the run. But uh, anyway, that's the way uh, racing goes sometimes, and I'm not saying there's anything untoward, I just think two jockeys both wanted the lead, and 
young jockeys and uh, they just didn't want to give it up. But sometimes you've got to uh, you've got to give it up. But anyway, um, so yeah, Ray Magnerio was my one. So he kept me. Didn't they hammer it? Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, I think it was I think it was two sixty into about a dollar seventy five. It was a massive go. Yeah, lovely ride too. Just put him in the perfect spot, uh, build him into the race beautifully, and that's how you want uh, those short price uh, favourites uh, ridden. And uh, yeah, heavily backed and won nicely, so that was good. Continue a bit of a bit of a run with the early crows, which has been nice for us. Uh, we've been going well with them over the last three or four weeks. Are you saying we as in uh, as a whole, or just yourself? Yeah, we got three from oh. three last uh, last week, so I think they've been going really well. The early crows. Oh yeah, we're chipping away, Dave. I mean. You don't get any dollars for it unless you're backing your own judgment, I suppose. But let's keep, let's try and keep it going, mate. I'll give you first first crack here, um, considering the positivity that you're generating here. I love it. Well, I'll give two this week because I just feel like I've got two opinions and um, you know strongish opinions, and I'll, I'll just put them both down and we can work out next week if it's a cross or a or a tick or whatever. But look, I think Otago will win down there at Flemington. I think he's progressive and. He dodged on now, but um, he won first up in good time. Second or third have come out and bolted him since, and I think he's a, a nice horse. And I thought Kitty Chat was probably the lay of the, the day up here in, in Sydney. I just thought she was too short. I know she's no longer a favourite, but she was favourite all week, and she's still around the 340. I've marked her around $6. Uh, good win on uh, first up off the long break. She'll improve off that, but she goes up a long way in grade here, and the time was nothing to sort of get carried away with, and I think her biggest challenge is the fact she's got three or four on-speed runners in, inside her, and um, if they're going to go to the front, if they want to get to the front, they're going to have to use her up quite a bit. So uh, I thought she was probably the risk of the day there at uh, Rose Hill today. Andrew Hurley. I've got a couple, actually. Um, I'm going to say Sharipa down at uh, Flemington in the Standish. I think it'll win and win comfortably. And I'm going to throw out a multi for uh, for people, if they're interested, in a place multi. I'm going Diamond Dealer in race five to run a place, and also in race number nine, Sir Ravenelli. You take both of those a place, you're getting a dividend currently of $11.90. So there you go. Our man's chewed off a bit there, Darren. Yeah, $11.90. That sounds good. Mm. Um, we're looking at soft five on the sheets for Rose Hill today. Uh, my crow is there'll be an upgrade after the first and that'll be retrospective to the running of race one. Now that reading was quite early this morning. It's a very hot day in Sydney and it doesn't look like there'll be any rain. So I'd suggest we're on a good four today at Rose Hill. Come on, that can't oh, be a that, crow. It's 31 no. degrees. Of course yeah, I'm going to pull you up there, too. That is a very Brad Davidson-like um, early crow. Fair dinkum. Anyone can right. work that out. $1.01, $1.01 for that answer. <laughs> so why don't they put if it up now? If not before the first. Well, they should have put it up now. It'd be a good track right now. I don't know why they've got stuff five. It'd be a dead section track right now. Mm. Well, well, what do you want me to say? There'll be a protest in the January <laughs> Cup? Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> It um, shows a bit more ticker, doesn't it? <laughs> well, oh, shows well, something. you know, I like to I like to lay a favourite, and I was very close to saying Louisville can't win today, but I'm looking at the quality of the opposition and the inside gate, different jockey, Sam Clippert, and now I, I don't want to be too heavy against uh, Louisville. I, I just don't have any firm opinions today, I've got to be honest. Yeah, I didn't expect that crow to get such a reaction, Darren. Gee, you fired up those two. 
Well, I'm just sort of saying it when certain people might look at soft five and just assume it's going to be a soft five today. I just think it's uh, it's just do your form on the good form. Yeah. Um, mine, uh, you guys might have heard the preview earlier, Richard Callender, um, tip Racer Styler on top, which got a bit of a chuckle out of myself yeah. and Brad Gray. I'll say that he misses a hole in race 10. I don't think he's with us this preparation. The blinkers go on. Maybe that'll help. Um, but I'll say Graceless style to miss a hole in race number 10. So those are our early crows. One text here. Gee, is that Darren Flindell or Tim Bailey? Thanks, Scoop. <laughs> You're still coughing it. There's, there's a third. There's a third, Darren. That's for our interstate audience that aren't aware of the Sydney climate at the moment. Guys, uh, the Gold Coast, obviously a massive day up there. Um, Davo, what's your best for the coast today? Oh, look, I think King of Sparta is the best up there, providing they don't get rain throughout the day. You never know with the Gold Coast, but with the, with the storms that can come through. But, uh, yeah, look, I just think he sets up beautifully. He, he likes this day in the past. He gets in really well under the set weights and penalties conditions. J-Mac, good gate. bit like all the other sort of shorties I've spoken about today. They just found him again. He's, you know, he's odds on. He's, he's, yeah, you just hope they go up 220, 230, those types of horses, and then you can get some get some coin on but when they go up those prices you just sort of yeah I mean they're probably more multi-players than anything for those um, but yeah he looks hard to beat sharp turn of foot and better horse than um, sort of that that grade today well, what did he go up David? no I, I I don't think he went up any price I think he went oh, up a dollar no. ninety. like I said I think you just hope those horses Sorry. go up 230 240 mm. early and you can pick away and then they're they're a dollar eighty on race day that's where you that's where I make my money anyway but yeah um, the Magic Millions two-year-old classic is uh, is an interesting contest. G. Gay and Adrian have got some ammo today. I mean, they've got mm. the favourites in the two Debu races, two done Lizzie, uh, trialled well, and Barracuda. Got the favourite in the Millions. Got So United running around up there. I'm sort of against him because I think the bias helped him last start. But, yes, he will make his own luck. But they could have a big day, Darren. Yeah, I do like the filly you mentioned, two darn Lizzie. Yeah, really liked her trail, so I'll be putting her in some multis today. Mm. Still filthy on the fact we didn't put up a market on the Magic Millions prior to Storm Boy having his first start at Rose Hill that day. Uh, so I, you, I think you've he'll... just not been able to let that go, have you? No, <laughs> I you're, haven't. You're very Bradlight this morning, uh, don't? <laughs> no, well, I'm just filthier because I would have put up probably the $26 or something, Storm Boy. We would have loaded up before he bolted up at Rose Hill on debut. <laughs> now I've got to just sit around and watch him go around as a 230, favourite and in all likelihood just win the millions. But uh, yeah, probably will, not but... much excitement there. I think Chrysior might be worth another chance in the Guineas. I was a little surprised when he got to the front and he was run down, but they sort of nominated him for a few races and, and pulled the pin. So I don't think he would have been nailed down that day. He'll be fully tuned today, Christ, so you're in the, in the guineas. Good calling today, Darren. Always good fun. Cheers. Thanks, guys. I'll hit the road. Good on you, mate. Uh, Darren Flindell there. Thanks, Brad Davidson. You have a good Saturday. Yeah, thanks, guys. And, Hells, you enjoy that uh, much-deserved holiday, mate. Yeah, thanks very much, mate. I appreciate it. <laughs> See you, boys.